Hi, welcome to the podcast that narrates the translated Mahabharat, public domain translation obtained from sacredtexts.com. Kindly excuse errors in pronunciation on my part. Section 36 Chonak said, O child, you have named many of the serpents, gifted with great energy and incapable of being easily overcome. What did they do after hearing of that curse? Sati said, The illustrious Sesha amongst them of great renown, leaving his mother, practiced hard penances, living upon air and rigidly observing his vows. He practiced these ascetic devotions, repairing to Gandhamadan, Vadri, Gokarna, the woods of Pushkar, and the foot of Himavat. He passed his days in those sacred regions, some of which were sacred for their water, and others for their soil. In the rigid observance of his vows, with singleness of aim and his passions under complete control. And the grand sire of all, Brahma, saw that ascetic with knotted hair clad in rags and his flesh, skin and sinews dried up owing to the hard penances he was practicing. And the grand sire addressing him, that penance practicing one of great fortitude, said, what is that thorn? Dost Osesha? Let the welfare of the creatures of the worlds also engage your thoughts. O sinless one, you are afflicting all creatures by your hard penances. O Sesha, tell me the desire implanted in your breast. And Sesha replied, My uterine brothers are of wicked hearts. I do not desire to live amongst them. Let this be sanctioned by you. Like enemies, they are always jealous of one another. I am therefore engaged in ascetic devotions. I won't even see them. They never show any kindness for Vinata and her son. Indeed, Vinata's son, capable of ranging through the skies, is another brother of ours. They always envy him. And he too is much stronger owing to the bestowal of that boon by our father, the high-souled Kashyap. For these I engaged in ascetic penances and I will cast off this body of mine so that I may avoid companionship with them even in another state of life. Unto Sesha, who had said so, the grand sire said, O Sesha, I know the behavior of all your brothers and their great danger owing to their offense against their mother. But O snake, a remedy for this has been provided by me even beforehand.
it behooves thee not to grieve for your brothers. O Sesha, ask of me the boon you desire. I have been highly gratified with you. I will grant you a boon. O best of snakes, it is fortunate that thy heart has been set on virtue. Let your heart be more and more firmly set on virtue. Then Sesha replied, O divine grandsire, this is the boon desired by me, which is, May my heart always delight in virtue and in blessed ascetic penances. Brahma said, O Sesha, I am exceedingly gratified with this, your self-denial and love of peace. But at my command, let this act be done by you for the good of my creatures. Bear thou, O Sesha, properly and well, this earth so unsteady, with her mountains and forests, her seas and towns and retreats, so that she may be steady. Sesha said, O divine lord of all creatures, O bestower of boons, O lord of the earth, lord of every created thing, lord of the universe, I will do as you say and hold the earth steady. Therefore, O lord of all creatures, place her on my head. Brahmana said, O best of snakes, go underneath the earth. She will herself give you a crevice to pass through. And O Sesha, by holding the earth, you shall certainly do what is prized by me very greatly. Sati continued. Then the elder brother of the king of the snakes, entering a hole, passed to the other side of the earth. And holding her, supported with his head, goddess with her belt of seas passing all around. Brahma said, O Sesha, O best of snakes, you are the god Dharma because alone with your huge body you support the earth with everything on her even as I myself or Valavit Indra can. Swati continued, the snake Sesha, the Lord Ananta of great prowess, lives underneath the earth, alone supporting the world at the command of Brahma. In the illustrious grandsire, the best of the immortals, then gave unto Ananta the bird of fair feathers, which was the son of Vinata, for Ananta's help. So ends the 36th section in the Astik Parva of the Adi Parva. Section 37 Sauti said, That best of snakes, which was Vasuki, hearing the curse of his mother, reflected how to render it abortive. He held a consultation with all of his brothers, Airavat and others, intent upon doing something which they deemed best for themselves. And Vasuki said, O sinless ones, the object of this curse is known to you. It behooves us to strive to neutralize it. 
remedies certainly exist for all curses, but no remedy can avail those cursed by their mother. Hearing that this curse has been uttered in the presence of the immutable, the infinite and the true one, my heart trembles. Surely our annihilation has come. Otherwise, why should not the immutable Lord prevent our mother while uttering the curse? Therefore, let us consult today how we may secure the safety of the snakes. Let us not waste time. All of you are wise and discerning. We will consult together and find out the means of deliverance, as did the gods of yore to regain lost Agni who had concealed himself within a cave so that Janmajaya's sacrifice for the destruction of snakes may not take place and so that we may not meet with destruction. Sauti continued. Thus addressed, all the offspring of Kadru assembled together and wise in councils submitted their opinions to one another. One party of the serpents said, we should assume the guise of superior Brahmins and beseech Janmaja, saying, This intended sacrifice of yours ought not to take place. Other snakes, thinking themselves wise, said, We should all become his favourite counsellors. He will then certainly ask for our advice in all projects, and we will then give him such advice that the sacrifice may be obstructed. The king, the foremost of wise men, thinking us of sterling worth, will certainly ask us about his sacrifice. We will say, it must not be, and pointing to many serious evils in this and the next worlds, we will take care that the sacrifice may not take place. Or, let one of the snakes approaching bite the person who, intending the monarch's good and well acquainted with a the rites of snake sacrifice may be appointed as the sacrificial priest so that he will die. The sacrificial priest dying, the sacrifice will not be completed. We will also bite all those who, acquainted with the rites of the snake sacrifice, may be appointed Ritviks of the sacrifice and by that means attain our object. Other snakes more virtuous and kind, said, Oh, this counsel of yours is evil. It is not meet to kill Brahmins. In danger, that remedy is proper, which is blessed on the practices of the righteous. Unrighteousness finally destroys the world. Other serpents said, We will extinguish the blazing sacrificial fire by ourselves becoming clouds luminous with lightning and pouring down showers. Other snakes, the best of their kind, proposed, Going by night, let us steal away the vessel of sown juice. That will disturb the right. Or, at that sacrifice, let the snakes by hundreds and thousands bite the people and spread terror around. Or let the serpents defile the pure food with their food-defiling urine and dung. Others said, Let us become the king's Ritviks and obstruct his sacrifice 
by saying at the outset, give us the sacrificial fee. He, the king, being placed in our power, will do whatever we like. Others there said, when the king will spot in the waters, we will carry him to our home and bind him so that the sacrifice will not take place. Other serpents who deemed themselves wise said, Approaching the king, let us bite him, so that our object will be accomplished. By his death, the root of oil will be torn up. This is the final deliberation of us all, O thou who hearest with thy eyes. Then do speedily what thou, seek, what thou deem proper. Having said this, they looked intently at Vasuki, the best of snakes. Vasuki also, after reflecting, answered, saying, Yes, snakes, this final determination of you does not seem worthy of adoption. The advice that you have given me is not to my liking. What shall I say which would be for your good? I think the grace of the illustrious Kashyap, our father, can alone do us good. Ye snakes, my heart doth not know which of all of your suggestions is to be adopted for the welfare of my race as also of me. That must be done by me, which would be to your will. It is this that makes me so anxious. For the credit or the discredit of this measure is mine alone. So ends the 37th section in the Aastik Parva of the Adi Parva.